my beautiful friend. Today we are talking breath work. What does that look like? Why we should do it? And how it is the key to restoring your core function. So if you've done all the core exercises and haven't been hitting the goals or seeing the changes that you want, or maybe you've heard of breath work, you've tried it a few times, but eh, didn't do much for me. So I stopped that but you're still dealing with pain, you're still dealing with leaking, you're still dealing with all of the same issues, then it's time to really understand why the breath work is so important and why I beg you not to give it up, okay? Stick with it and inside this episode, I promise you will leave feeling confident as to how it's supposed to happen and why you need to use it with everything that you do. It will also bring you a ton of just mental peace and reduction and anxiety and so many other beautiful things. We'll touch on a lot of the benefits inside this episode, as well as how you may be breathing poorly and causing dysfunction in your body. Mostly, we will be discussing how you can use the breath to create healing and restore strength within your body. So if that's something that you want in on, then girl, stay tuned. I got you. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Momtality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics, such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, so I'm sure most of you guys have heard of breath work, and if you listened to my last episode, Pelvic Floor 101, then you may already have an idea as to why breathing is so important in breath work, and if you haven't, I highly, highly recommend that you go back and check that one out as it is foundational, literally, to everything we will build on today. Uh, But today we're going to dive deeper into the breath and why it's so important in our healing, not only in our core, but our body and our mind. So let's just dive right on in because I feel like the breath work piece is something that is very easily disregarded by a lot of my patients. Um, Hopefully not as much lately in the last few years because I definitely have made so much more of an effort to get people to really understand why. Why is the breath work 
crucial to healing your core and restoring that core function. Because yeah, we breathe all day, every day, right? That's how we live and survive. And so I find that people just disregard it really quickly. Maybe they do a few sessions, don't really notice too much of a difference. Or I also find that it can be a really frustrating piece of their journey because we do breathe every day and it can be really frustrating to realize you've been breathing wrong maybe your entire life and then you have to rewire that breath pattern and because it's such an ingrained automatic function of your body it can be pretty challenging to rewire but it is possible it just takes some consistency some determination and being in tune to your body so other than bringing us life because yes, breath is life. We need that oxygen in our lungs to live. That's an obvious benefit of breathing. And before I go into any more benefits of breathing, I do want to clarify that we're discussing benefits of diaphragmatic breathing or core breathing or 360 breathing, or another term you may come across is piston breathing. These are all terms that generally mean the same thing. So we're using that diaphragm muscle, which is our breathing muscle. This muscle is attached under our rib cage, above our abdomen and all of our internal organs. And when we inhale, that muscle contracts down and puts pressure into the core. And so I just want to clarify that we're not just talking about that normal daily breath and we're really bringing emphasis to the diaphragm and making sure we are using our diaphragm when we breathe because this is a muscle that can get shut off if we aren't using it just like any other muscle. If we don't bring awareness to it, it just doesn't function for us, which is such a huge disservice to so many things in our body and we'll get into why. So other benefits of diaphragmatic or core breathing is that, yeah, it does mean more oxygen. We are putting more oxygen in our blood, which means more oxygen for our muscles and our tissues to not only function properly, but be able to heal and heal quickly. If we don't have enough oxygen for our body to repair damaged cells, then it's just going to take longer for that process. And another benefit is it does improve our heart rate and our overall heart function and reduces blood pressure because we are getting more oxygen to our lungs. The blood pressure side also is involved with the idea that we are calmer when we are using our diaphragmatic breath. So if we think about being really stressed and in a high state of stress, our blood pressure goes up. We are, most of us are probably aware of that. You know, we hear those terms of, oh, my blood pressure is going up just from thinking about that. So stress increases our blood pressure. So being calm and feeling safe and collected would lower our blood pressure. So why does the diaphragm make us feel calm and lower our blood pressure and just our mental stress and our physical stress in our body? 
Well, it is connected and stimulates the parasympathetic side of our nervous system. And so I'm not going to go too in depth in this episode on all the amazing things of the parasympathetic nervous system and all the different types of um, systems within the body and within the nervous system. But I do want you to know some basics. And so with that, and you might already have heard of these terms and these systems, but there is the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is that fight or flight we're stressed out, we've got to act, we've got to run away from that saber-toothed tiger back in the day, or we got to run away from these screaming kids. But the parasympathetic side is that rest, digest, healing, comfort, safety side of our nervous system. And so as much as we can tap into that parasympathetic nervous system, we need to because obviously we have so many external triggers and demands and responsibilities that are without our awareness triggering our sympathetic side of our nervous system, keeping us in this state of anxiety and stress and go, go, go. And it's such a vicious cycle. Now, the parasympathetic side of the nervous system is stimulated with this diaphragmatic breath. Using that diaphragm calms the body, which also means that if we're using that shallow breath, which is breathing in our chest and just that chest expanding, and our, we're not getting that diaphragm to engage, that we are actually also stimulating the sympathetic side of our nervous system. And so that means with every breath, we're causing more stress in our body And then we feel more stress, so we breathe more shallow. (laughs) And it is a cycle, obviously, if you can tell. And so the more we can rewire that pathway, get our autonomic breath pattern to use that diaphragm and tap into that parasympathetic nervous system more often, it will help to combat all of those stressors that we have no control over. And so it does really play such a huge role in just calming our body, which means, you know, maybe we're not feeling as much mental stress, which is, yes, amazing, but also it helps us in turn, just like the cycle of the shallow breath and stress and cortisol released in our body, keeping us in a state of stress. The parasympathetic side does the same thing. It's a cycle that we want. That calmness in our body helps our muscles relax tension, which help us feel less pain, which help us feel like holding less tension. And it just keeps everything calm and at bay. So using this muscle, not only for physical healing, but mental healing is just magical. And it is a big reason. I'm sure I'll have tons of episodes about all the amazing ways I use breath work and that we can utilize it throughout um, our day to day. However, um, for today, we're just going to go into how it should be done. So hopefully you get some benefits of 
diaphragmatic breathing. And oh, I forgot to touch on the last two. So the last two benefits of um, per, uh, that diaphragmatic breath is that it also actually gives a massage to the internal organs beneath it and the muscles along the trunk of the body. So your psoas, your QL, those abdominal muscles, that diaphragm is actually giving a nice gentle rhythmic pressure to those organs and muscle tissue, which again, help them to relax, which I think is just awesome. It also, which this is a very unknown benefit, but again, one of the big reasons we use it to, and why it's so foundational to restoring our core and the strength in our core, is that this muscle and using the diaphragm actually helps, believe it or not, to strengthen our core and pelvic floor. Now, again, if you go back and listen to Pelvic Floor 101, you will learn that the diaphragm is the roof of the core system. So the core is, is not just the abdominals. We need to think of the core as a system, and the diaphragm is the roof of that system. And so when we think about strengthening our core, we definitely need to think, about using this muscle and and engaging it so that it gets stronger, yes, but also the pressure that that muscle puts into the abdomen, creating an increase in intra-abdominal pressure. That pressure needs to go somewhere. And so all of the other muscles in the core, hopefully all of them, are feeling this pressure and expanding and also getting that kind of lengthening relaxation. However, because our muscles also can't just stretch as far as they can, they have uh, stimuli in them and receptors in them that cause them to also create an eccentric contraction, which is basically the muscle holding tension gently while it allows lengthening, but this safety measure in the muscle prevents the muscle from stretching into a tear. So we're getting some eccentric strengthening and control. And and if you don't know about eccentric contraction, I'll go into that in another episode, but just a quick tip um, idea of what that is. If you think about your bicep and you think about um, picking up a weight with that arm, A concentric contraction would be lifting that weight. The eccentric contraction is choosing to slowly lower that weight and not just let it fall. So we still have to have strength through both ranges of motion, both shortening that muscle and lengthening that muscle. And this is how the breath really helps to also bring strength to not only our abdomen and our diaphragm, but also that pelvic floor muscle itself. And so with that, we're going to kind of dive in to how should we be doing this and and what does it look like to use the diaphragm to breathe? And many of you are probably aware of diaphragmatic breathing or thought of it or heard of it as belly breathing. And it's a very common practice, especially in yoga. If you've done any type of yoga, they bring a lot of awareness to the breath and especially the belly and getting that belly to expand, which is beautiful. However, we are going to take it deeper. Literally, we are breathing 
deeper. I want you to try this breath and just sit there with me right now. Take a nice deep breath. Maybe it doesn't go very deep at first. Maybe you notice that this breath is only in your chest. What is this belly breathing? Nothing is happening in my belly. Only my chest is expanding. Or maybe your shoulders are elevating. And this, guys, is the number one thing I want you to stop doing with your breath. And first thing you need to address is just getting that diaphragm to engage and turn on. Because after years and years of living in stress and anxiety and just going from one thing to the next and not thinking any more about your breath, your diaphragm has been shut off and you've been using all of these other muscles around your rib cage and your neck. So another little tidbit, if you have chronic neck pain or headaches or migraines or you and you realize that you are in fact breathing mostly into your chest or worse your shoulders elevate and rise when you try and take a deep breath it's probably why you are overusing these accessory muscles for breathing that should not be used for every single breath we take so that's a side note we'll talk more about <laughs> about neck pain and stuff in another episode but just bring some awareness to that breath and to the diaphragm And yes, placing your hand on your belly and trying to get that hand to expand. So as you inhale, remember, as we inhale, that's when the muscle contracts down, increasing pressure into the abdomen. So we should feel and see that hand expand. That's step number one. We need to get the diaphragm to engage and turn on and expand and accept that pressure. Okay, so practice that. If you realize that you're a shallow breather, all's not lost, okay? It's just going to take a lot of practice. (laughs) So especially if you have a paradoxal breathing pattern, which means opposite of what we want. So if you take a nice deep inhale and your abdomen caves in towards your spine and your chest expands super big and your abdomen just collapses, (laughs) then yes, you're going to have a little harder time with this, but it also means that you more than anybody need to master this and practice this, okay? And when we talk about rewiring and rewiring a muscle pattern, whether it's breath work or any motor plan that we rewire throughout the body, we are really working with the brain. And when we work with the brain, we need to think about repetition, okay? We need to bug the brain enough, annoy the brain enough with this new pattern because it is going to be harder for the brain. And obviously for you, you have to actually pause and tell the brain what to do with something that it has done for years automatically. But when we do this enough with the brain, it can be very, very powerful if we are very repetitious and frequent, okay? So we're not just doing breath work for a few minutes every day all at once. Yes, if that's all you get in, that's great. However, to help really rewire, I want you to think about it anytime you can throughout the day. And even if it's just one breath here, one breath there, I have time for two to three breaths. Let's really be aware of that diaphragm and re-engage. And oh, 30 minutes, 45 minutes later, I thought of my breath again. Let's get that diaphragm to engage. That's how you're going to rewire the brain. Okay, so back to why we really want to get it in that belly. So, um, or how. So we want to get it 
deep into the belly. But the next step, so um, this is where we're taking that breath from shallow to deep. We've got that diaphragm turned on, which is great. But that next step and how we get that whole pretty core breath, the 360 breath. And I like the term 360 because that's exactly what it is. We need the entire core system to breathe and feel this management of pressure. And it's because of that management of pressure, okay? we The breath and the coordination with all of the different core pieces help to manage equal intra-abdominal pressure. When we have mismanaged pressure in our core, that's when we see pelvic floor dysfunction, like pelvic organ prolapse or urinary incontinence or hemorrhoids or hernias or diastasis recti, even prolapsed discs. These are all mismanaged pressure in the core system. So this is why, guys, the breathing and the breath work is so crucial because it's going to prevent that pressure from going into one place excessively causing damage. And so again, in the pelvic floor 101, please go check it out. But I bring the uh, analogy of a balloon. Okay, so the core is like a balloon. And as we inhale, we want that breath to fill the entire balloon. We want the whole thing to expand. Can you imagine if we blew into a balloon and it was so sticky or tethered together around most of it and only one side of that balloon expanded over and over and over and over again? What's going to happen to that balloon? It's going to pop right? And that's why we see dysfunction. So we need to get all pieces of that core expanding and recoiling or contracting together. And so what does this look like? So essentially, and the best place to practice this is is lying down. Really, you can try it sitting, lying on your side, standing, but lying down does take the weight of the internal organs off of the pelvic floor, so you might feel it a little bit more. Um, But basically, you're going to take that nice, deep breath. And first, just, you know, observe where it goes, and hopefully you already know it's going into the belly. We're using the diaphragm and all of that. But, But where next? Where is this breath going? So where should it go? We should feel it in our pelvic floor. And this is where most people are like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? And then we think about it. We do some deep breaths and they're like, yeah, I don't feel anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And for good reason, because one, we've never brought awareness to our breath into our pelvic floor. But also a lot of people, at least that I see, are dealing with pain and dysfunction already, which means there's probably some tightness and trigger points and tension within the pelvic floor. And if there's a really tight resisted muscle, you know, breath is going to fill the space of least resistance, which does very commonly tend to be the belly, especially after babies, postpartum. That area, the abdomen, has been so stretched out. Oh, it's so easy to get air into my abdomen. However, that might not be the best thing, especially postpartum, because again, that's where it's already loose. We don't really want more pressure where things have already been stretched out. More on that later. So really, we want to get that breath deep into the pelvic floor. So I like to tell people to try and fill up from the bottom up. Because we want to try and get the breath into those tighter spaces 
first so that they have a chance to accept some of that pressure before the belly or, or just the chest rib cage takes all of that increase in pressure. So with that being said, you're going to take a nice deep breath with me and now really think about filling up from the bottom up. So think about that pelvic girdle and that pelvic floor bowl at the bottom of it. Fill that bowl. Take a nice, deep, slow breath. Try and count to four or five and feel that pressure change. Hopefully you're feeling a little bit into that pelvic floor muscle. Are you feeling any in your back? Do you feel any expansion in your back? What about your sides? Are you feeling any expansion there? And yeah, is your belly expanding? Now, I do want to note that we do still want the chest to expand, okay, because we we really don't want to cause a tight rib cage. The rib cage is already a pretty stable structure and, and is very common to have already a tight, restricted thoracic spine and rib cage. Um, so we do want movement, okay? As we breathe, our rib cage should still expand. The trick is it shouldn't be the first place that expands. If it all happens together, that's okay. However, if you've been breathing really shallow in your chest for years, bring some attention and try and get that lower part of your body, that lower core, pelvic floor, back, sides, belly to expand before it comes into the chest. So what does this look like? We're going to take a nice deep breath. We're going to fill up the pelvic floor. We're going to bring breath into our back. We're going to bring breath into our sides, into our belly, and then our chest. And then you're going to exhale and let the body recoil. So just as important as getting the breath into certain places of the body, it's also, I think, really important and just insightful to get in tune with our body and be aware of where that breath is not going. Because these will be windows into where is your restriction? Where is your tightness? If you're putting a lot of focus and you're really controlling that breath and you're really trying to get it into that pelvic floor and really trying to get it into your back, but you're not feeling anything no matter what you do, this might mean that you have too much tension. Remember, breath follows the space of least resistance. So while this breath is great at lengthening and relaxing muscles, if a muscle is too tight, there's only so much the breath can do. And this is where we couple it with other release work and massage work and fascial release work and soft tissue work, all the good stuff that I I do with my patients. And that there's lots of ways you can do this yourself. I'll have episodes on that later, so stay tuned. But just so you know, I don't want you to get frustrated as you practice this breath because I do find that people disregard it and are like, oh yeah, I did that for a couple weeks. Do you mean I'm supposed to still be doing that? Yes. Yes, you are. Because guess what? If you stop, if you don't breathe that way anymore, your brain is going to revert back to what it knows how to do. And you will very quickly find yourself back in that place of high anxiety, fight or flight, shallow breathing. And so, yes, I encourage all of you to stick with practicing this breath work for the rest of your life. (laughs) 
And you will thank me because it will keep you calm. It will keep your muscles relaxed. It will keep your core strong and engaged. And it will give you the foundational core function and motor control to be able to do heavy lifting squats, picking up those babies day after day after day, lifting heavy stuff overhead without back pain or leaking. All of these pieces that we do throughout our day must have a stable, strong foundational core with a proper breath pattern so that we're not shoving pressure down and causing issues. Because if you can imagine, if we're breathing shallow, we're not getting engagement through that core, but we also need to be able to manage that intra-abdominal pressure. And, and which also means, you know, there's things that we can increase way too much pressure in our system because we're breathing poorly, like holding our breath. So if we hold our breath when we go to lift those heavy things, then we're just capping the system and shoving pressure down on the pelvic floor. So just something to be aware of. Okay, start observing what your breath pattern is and where does that breath go? Where does it not want to go? And then practice this 360 core breath. Yes, ideally, if you can get even one minute or a lovely 15 minutes of silence, maybe early in the morning or in the evening before bed, to just do some of this breath work and do it through some different gentle positions. I'll have more episodes on that later. But, you know, even just gentle things, gentle yoga stretches, child's pose, cat cow. These are all beautiful movement and mobility patterns to use the breath through to just calm everything in the body and just get that coordination and bring that awareness into those tight spaces. But if you're like, girl, I'm busy, there's no way I'm finding that long of silence because I get it. I have littles and yeah, anytime I'm on the floor, they're on top of me. So it's definitely not a calm, relaxing space. But this is where more frequent, the better. So again, this for you would look more like, oh, breath here, breath there, breath here, breath there. Whenever you think about it throughout the day, just try and get that new pattern in because I promise you it will rewire and it will not seem as stressful or difficult and you will start to notice drastic changes. Hopefully not only in your core ability and your core function, but maybe your back pain improves, maybe your pelvic floor pain improves, Maybe you start leaking less and and we'll get into how we use the breath for that. But for today, just take that away. I hope you really got the gist of why this breath work is so healing and really, really important when it comes to restoring our core. If we just go straight to core exercises, even if they're this deep core corset march, this safe postpartum exercise, safe core, pregnancy exercise, whatever it is, if you're not using the breath properly through those exercises, you're not getting the biggest bang for your buck. In fact, you still might be holding and capping pressure in your core while you're doing these exercises, putting you at harm for injury and dysfunction. But if we use our breath through these exercises, Girl, it makes everything you do a core workout. I'm going to say that again. If we use our breath correctly through everything we do, it makes everything a core workout. So you don't have to take the time 
<laughs> to go do all these core exercises. You're already doing dishes and vacuuming and chasing kids and picking groceries up and moving laundry baskets and carrying, you know, there's so many demands that we have to put on our bodies. And if we bring some awareness to how we do them, we are exercising, we are strengthening And most importantly, we are saving our body from injury. So I'm going to leave you on that note. I hope I didn't ramble all over the place too much for you today. And I hope that you really found this helpful and are inspired to go practice your breath work. So go lay out that mat or sit and close your eyes and take some nice, deep, calming breaths. And I'll see you here next time on the Balanced Mentality Podcast. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Mentality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on the Balanced Mentality Podcast.